This episode of Says Who is brought to you by you through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who our Patreon where pretty much every Sunday you get this all over again because you get me Maureen doing a little thing that we call the town watch that is if you give it the five or ten dollar a month level that ten dollar a month level also gets you a sticker in the mail every month because you become a member of the says who sticker club all of this is a thing that you can learn more about over at patreon.com slash says who patreon.com slash says who patreon dot com slash says who hey dan would you like to go on a mystery adventure always listen you guys know this i've read this book since for the devious series new nine liars god you know them you guys just know if you listen you want to be my friend go up to somebody you say hey, you got a morning's books that's it <laughs> man you nailed that yeah i know i did if you'd like to get morning's books on the internet we run our own little bookshop over at kickbezosintheballs.org where all of Maureen's books are just a click away. Just a click away. Kickbezosintheballs.org. Also, if you would like to purchase things on the internet beyond books, perhaps, I don't know, some Says Who merchandise, you can go to merch.sayswhopodcast.com. Or what about a patch that is orange and says the word trying on it? You can go to shop.dansinker.com where those are sold. And hey, the internet is great. I need to tell you about my dream I had last night. I'm ready. So in the dream, I was in my house, but it's it wasn't my house. It was like okay. a growing up house and the organizer was helping me clean it. And I was living <laughs> oh, no. in my childhood bedroom. Oh no, you're having dreams about the organizer. And I opened up the cabinet Yeah. that I actually have in my bedroom now. And it was full of more happy planners that I'd forgotten about. <laughs> Good. And I, and then it had, so it was all these, I was like, oh no, there's like more planners in here. And then I discovered I was also keeping stuff in a trapper keeper. Okay. And I was like, oh God, what if I got in this trapper keeper? Oh shit. Like I it's endless. Like it's just bottomless, just dreaming about the planners now. <laughs> That's not good. I'm dreaming about the planners. And I was trying to explain it. And then I was like, we just need to destroy them. In related news this morning. I organized, this is the Happy Planner notebook oh, that phew. I cannibalized. That's not a planner. It's just literally, there's just a tab for all my projects so that I can literally just, you know. Yeah. This is about the book and this is about story breaks and the pantomime I'm writing and essay stuff. So like literally I can just keep all the notes and there's just a tab that shows me where they are. That's it. That's it. That's the uh, whole new system. Write shit down. That seems like a sensible system. Yeah, this is for like, research notes and this is just this is the whole system is the bullet journal where i just write a list of shit i gotta do today and that's it nice that's and it your next book the haunted planner or anything you write in it comes true listen i am probably going to write some character that's obsessed with planners into one of these books and you guys will know it's a little it's wink and not to you guys you. They're right, my, what you know, they say. They're in my dreams now. Good. What can go wrong? I just don't think it's a good sign, Dan. I don't think it's a good sign. I think they broke me. Plan a happy life. Boy. Ah! This has to the podcast. That's a planner. I'm Maureen Johnson. And I am Dan Sinker. I love destroying planners. I love it. I, but you also acquire them in equal measure, it feels like. I Yes. Last week I bought three, but it was one notebook, this one, and spare pages for that. And that's it. No more. Um, I won't buy any more. Sure. I won't buy any more. this statement. No, in a I won't. few weeks. I won't. Okay. I believe I, you. I don't need any more and I don't want any more. I don't need or want any more. Okay. I'm afraid of these notebooks. The thing is, when you get one, you don't want to open it because then you fuck then then you've started it. <laughs> then That's what? True. Yeah, then you gotta then you gotta do it. Then oh, you're in. Oh 
then you're in. You're locked in at that point. It's like a contract with the devil. Hey, listen, Dan. I told I may have said on the town watch that I just finished this big tax thing that had been hovering over me yeah. that was super complicated. And the one other thing on my list was, or like two things, get this thing framed that I got a long time ago and actually get printed and framed my fucking wedding photos. And hey, I did there it. There you go. Nice job. I was married in 2018, Dan. Hey, you know what? It's in the same 20 year window. Dan, I thought this summer was supposed to be like a relaxed, you know, just writing because I have to write this uh -huh. whole book. Yeah. The reality of this summer, Dan, yeah. is a big long trip to England in the middle. Mm -hmm. And I'm planning a big old birthday party for my dad. He's having a big birthday this year. Okay. And I am staging a blowout. Wow. I was going to rent like a place. Like a location, okay. like a nice, like a facility where you go in and it's all done. Yeah. Because there's a bunch of them in the Philadelphia area that I've used before or know about. And they only do, I think, I don't know if it's like a post-COVID thing, but they don't do small groups anymore. Oh, okay. They only do weddings. Okay. They were like, we are only 200 group, 200 people and above. Oh, I like that it's, that's a post-COVID thing. They're like, what we really want is a large group of people inside our space. I because I, I stay, I did my mom's retirement party at one of these places, okay. and it was forty or so people or fifty, and yeah. they did it. But they're like, "Yeah, we don't do that anymore," and none of them do. It's really weird. Wow. So you know what I'm doing, Dan? I'm renting like the local hall and the. I firehouse. was going to say, there's got to be an Elks Lodge, right? We have a firehouse with a hall. Oh. So I'm renting, and it's a place I know well, Dan. That I've did many things, and as a child, I worked at like you know the we we had an oyster and ham supper every year. An oyster and, and ham supper. Dan, this was a thing in our neighborhood. And I think they still do it. I used to work it. I loved this. It was to raise money for the, the town. Okay. And you buy a ticket and you go in and everybody went and you got all you could eat oysters or ham. <laughs> what? what? I, yeah. I don't know that I've ever heard that combination before. I don't know. It was just what we had. It was fried oysters. Okay. Or sliced ham. Okay. okay. And then on the table, there was always pepper relish. And what was the other one? Maybe potato salad. Okay. It was always, it was always lots of bowls of pepper radish. And which is something I don't really see anymore. I don't even right. really know what's in it. I just know that I've eaten a lot of it. Okay. Like I'm trying to imagine, I'm like, what the fuck was it? It was... Like it was like peppers? No. Pepper relish. Yeah, it was. Well, now uh, we got to look this up. Yeah, it was. It was like a side dish. It wasn't pepper a pepper relish. Yeah. Sweet like, and spicy pepper relish? No, no, that's not what any of it looks like. No? No, it was a side dish. Huh. It was, yeah, it These was like... These all look really good, though, I have to say. the fuck was it? It was like a whitish color. Oh, you know what? It's probably this one here, which is pepper and onion. So there's a lot of white to it. But and it was... sort more of a side. Yeah, it was more like... It sort of looked like a, rel a relative of Colt. No, it doesn't look like that. Oh. It looked like coleslaw. Okay. And it was called pepper relish, and you—it was like you ate big spoonfuls of it. It was like coleslaw. Huh. This is. I, I, what was this shit? I like that somehow in your fireman's grange hall they ate the weirdest combination of foods that you can't Maybe even it's find like a, a record of now. Oh god, it was like a coleslaw. What was it? It had a it had a name like pepper relish or something, and it was like coleslaw. Maybe it was like a pepper slaw. Maybe it was pepper slaw or something, but it was white. Well, that's probably... Ah, here it is. PA Dutch pepper slaw. Here it is. This is it. Okay. Oh, yeah. PA Dutch pepper slaw. Coleslaw recipe. Dutch cabbage. So just, yeah. It doesn't contain it mayonnaise. Oh, Dutch pepper cabbage. That's... Okay, yeah. Sweet why. and sour vinegar dressing with lots of bell pepper flavor. So it's... Yep, yeah, this is it. This is what it is. Pepper okay. slaw. 
So it is just a coleslaw. It's coleslaw with some bell peppers, and it doesn't okay. have mayonnaise. It's like um, vinegary. It's real tart. It's delicious. Yeah. And you don't really see it very often. Okay. Um, so it was like always white with little flecks of red in it. And then there was like some other thing on the table. And I was a waitress. I got to be a waitress at this. Okay. So you'd go to everybody and you'd be like, do you want ham or oysters? And they would say, oysters or ham. That, you know, it follows, right? And then, <laughs> you get it? You get what I'm saying? Like they yeah. would say the thing that they wanted. And then you would go and you would get just the plate. It was always started off with three oysters. And you could have, you could just bring them as many as they wanted. Yeah. But, you know, you started out and you would first bring them more and then they put the, so you'd eat these oysters with big, like big scooping things of this pepper. It's great. It's really good stuff. I mean, I love a slaw. This is a lie. I love a slaw. I like fried oysters. I like ham. I like all those things. I don't know that I like fried oysters and ham at the same time, but hey, well, you I'm, usually I'm got up for whatever. It sounds the, delicious. I, I. Oh, obviously, big, big bowls of cocktail sauce on the table. Yeah. It was like our big town event. Anyway, that's where it always was. And okay. that's it's also where I just played Coach Bag Bingo. Oh, that is also the Coach Bag Bingo place. Yep. So I'm renting that. Oh, well, that's nice. We got to get a caterer in. Great. I, I want them to do fun stuff. So we'll do a lot. oysters and ham. I've heard it's a classic combination. My dad loves seafood, so I'm going to have to be like, get seafood. But I want fun stuff, too. I'm going to get like a popcorn machine. Oh, that's fun. And because bingo was fun, I'm going to do bingo and have prizes. Wow. So that people can get prizes. Okay. Um, Yeah, it's going to, I'm like, I'm really doing it. I'm going to get balloon arches. I'm going to do the whole thing to <laughs> You have successfully managed to plan a summer where you will not finish a book. Good job. I will. <laughs> I have to. Okay. It's my job. All right. But it's like I'm planning a little midi wedding. Right, that's fun. But it's very like, here's, I've already got the hall. I did yep. that immediately. I was like, give me the hall. We got the hall. Boom. I yeah. give them money for the hall. And then I'm going to get the caterer. Yeah. Then I'm going to get the balloons. Yeah. Some bingo things. Okay. Like an order of those bingo pens and shit. So yeah. if you have great ideas for, for decorating, imagine just a big generic built in the 60s box room. It's a big room. It can, ha it can do a couple hundred people. Yeah. Plenty of space. Mm -hmm. So if any fun decorating ideas for stuff I can get at Party City, you just let me know because this is the summer project. We're going to decorate the shit out of that room. I love it. You should get a magician. Everyone loves magicians. Everyone loves a magician. Listen, turns out everyone loves bingo. I believe it. Bingo is once I'm now addicted. But now that I did that coach bag bingo, I'm like You're shit. In. I don't. I don't even want this stuff. You just want to be able to yell bingo. It's really satisfying. They should make opposite bingo where everyone has to yell bingo all the time, unless you get bingo. What do you think I should give as the prizes? Your books. <laughs> My dad has a weird bunch of crappy one. You have casino. a large pile of books off camera. I'm sure that you could give away as prizes. No one, no one wants that. Sure, they do. My dad will have won all this stuff at the casino. He's got all this weird stuff that he won't oh, give yeah, away. There you go empty out your second house that's just full of his casino bits. I mean, I'm half tempted. Like he won't, but obviously, it'd be really funny if I secretly gave away all of his air fryers. <laughs> there you go, air fryer bingo. Who won seven air fryers? No, just each winner no, it's gonna gets be, an air fryer. My mom said she went to an event where they gave a basket of money. And I was like, what? She's like, but, it, you know, it's all singles. So it was like 50 singles in a basket. But it's really exciting to win this basket of, like, money. It looks cool. Like, you win a basket of money. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah, everyone likes money. Everyone likes money, Dan. It's true. It's pretty much, that's a universal there. Everyone likes money. It might be gift cards. Everyone likes gift cards. Like some Wawa gift cards. Who wouldn't want that? Everyone wants that. Or just buy a lot of Wawa sandwiches and give them away. Just here's a bucket of Wawa coffee. Yeah. Yeah. Here's one of those coffee vats. So that's going to be in August, Dan. Well, there you go. And you've, it su you've succeeded in creating a hard summer for yourself. Oscar also didn't tell me that a bunch of relatives from England are coming oh, over. Good, 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 good. Perfect. So that's Check. also happening. Check. Check. And we'll be going to my parents for at least a week. Mm, perfect. For the party. 
No, bef- oh. long before that. Long oh, before good. that. Good, 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 good. End of good, June, good, 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 you know, good, good. we'll go there. We'll probably go there through oh, July okay. because the dog can be scared of the fireworks. All right. What? So long trip to Philly. I mean, aren't there going to be lots of fireworks there too? We're really close to fireworks. Okay. I believe it. So it's it's scarier here because they're kind Well, of, you're set. Long trip to Philly, mm-hmm. then long trip to England. Perfect. Bunch of visits. Then that's so that's June, July, August is the Man, party. You're set. Then you're set. And hand in a book. When's your book deadline? Listen, that's not important. All right. I'm just excited for the end of summer episodes where you're perhaps uh, a little behind. I'm not going to be behind. Okay. I believe it. I Don't you it. see my fucking notebook? I see that you have a notebook now, so I believe that you will be just fine. Maureen, I went to a barbecue yesterday. Tell me about it. And it has, I've been in a weird headspace ever since. It was a barbecue with a bunch of like former colleagues from sort of the journalism space from a few years ago, all of whom I like a lot. And it was in kind of honor of this one guy who I like a lot as well. And so it was it was fine. It was at a funny house that at first I thought maybe I had been sent the wrong address because it was a very it was quite further away than I had imagined. And when I got there, there was no cars in the driveway. And I was like, this does not seem like a place where a barbecue is happening. And so I pulled around the corner because I also was like, you know what? I don't know this town. I don't want to pull into a driveway and get out of my car and then get shot because that seems like not a great plan either. Right. So I was like, well, so I sent a couple other people that I knew were going and they confirmed that that was the address that they were also on their way to, but that they, like me, had misplanned how far away it was. And so they were running late as well. So I finally went, ring the bell. Nobody answers at the bell. I'm like, okay, I really don't know what I'm doing here right now. There's a murder trap. Turned out not to be a murder trap, just turned out to be a little bit of a, a funny start to a thing. But anyway, it was nice. It was great seeing people. And then there was just a moment where it was like you're catching up with, you know, former colleagues and other people. And they're doing all these fancy things. One person's like doing this research in Nigeria and someone else is like, you know, multiple people are like, oh, well, I'm forming a new team and we're working on blah, blah, blah. And then they're like, what are you up to? And then me, Dan, is like, well, I made a town on the whole Internet. It is wild, right? Things are disappearing and there's people. And, oh, yeah, well, just this week, just this week, I had to make a whole video store and there's 200 rentable videos on it. And then this, then we rent, then we launch it and then I read it. And then, well, it says there's free wings. So, of course, I had to make a whole chicken restaurant. And uh, And I realized as I was going for a very long time, And suddenly I looked at everyone and everyone had this look of just pure concern on their face. (laughs) And I walked away and I was like, oh, no, I think that I might be nuts. What do you want to see? Look, it's a chicken restaurant. It's called Professor Chicken Crunch. I made that in an hour. Oh, yeah, but you see, if you click on the videos, you can't actually rent. There's It tells you a whole story. It's amazing. There's also secret things hidden inside. And they're just like, okay. Yeah. 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 The thing is that it's true. I know. It's so good, though. Oh, Dan, yeah. we, have, we have weird jobs, Dan. I know. We have super weird jobs. Oh, well, that was then definitely the best part. After all of that, and then I'm like, and the best thing is, I'm not making any money on it. It only costs money. <laughs> Just. Anyway, there's an ice cream restaurant and maybe it's owned by an evil corporation. We're not sure. Dan, you didn't even tell him about fake Paul Stanley. I didn't. I never got to fake Paul Stanley. (sighs) Imagine if you'd gone on to tell them about fake Paul Stanley. Yeah. That you're on an entire side quest. 
with a bunch of Nigerian scammers. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Hey, you're going to be in Nigeria. Maybe you can look them up. Anyway, the best part was when I was finally like, well, listen, this clown's got to go. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm going to make my early exit here. And then I get out and I realize that my car, because I was the first one there, is six cars deep in the driveway. And I'm like, well, I can't go anywhere. Yeah. They're so stupid. <laughs> At least your job pays you money. I think it does. I the, think... Best, the best part was the way it all started is people were like, they're literally telling me about like the fanciest, <sighs> coolest jobs. They're <sighs> like, well, what do you do? And literally, this is how I start because I can't ever answer that question. So I start like this, Maureen. I literally go, well, I'm marginally employed. <laughs> I mean, I do some things for money, but let me tell you, <laughs> I've made over a dozen websites in two weeks. Oh no, I'm crying on my list. <laughs> anyway, there's a mayor and it's not clear if she's evil, but she sure is pissed off. Dan. I also have a job, but you want to know what I do instead? <laughs> you plan. Everything on this paper. You make lists. Oscar and I did a come to Jesus about all the stuff that I do at home and how long it takes me and how I need to help get it. This was my list of just stuff I do regularly. Yeah. I'm like, I got all these books to write, but these beans aren't going to label themselves. <laughs> Oh, who's going to label the beans, Dan? Who's going to take care of my bins? It's a good question. I think I have real problems, and I think we have different but real problems. I think so. We had some family when I was last at my parents for 10 days. <coughs> one of my mom's friends from nursing school was there. She just went through a major health crisis. She is a nurse and also spends all of her free time volunteering as a nurse in incredibly dangerous situations. Yeah. She's in her 70s. And she regularly gets like airlifted into like the jungles of wherever to provide medical aid. Yeah. Under the cover of snakes. <laughs> and they're like, so you write mysteries? And I'm like, yeah. You know, that's the thing because you guys are nurses and, you know, say, and I was like the, telling them about the emergency on the plane. I'm like, yeah, no one ever, you know, says, oh, we're having an emergency. Is anyone an author? <laughs> Crickets. They just stared at me. <laughs> they stared at me, Dan, in this way that was, that said, were you expecting someone to need you? And I was like, no, it's, <laughs> it's a joke because no one needs me. It's true. I'm useless. Is he? No, you don't understand. It's a joke that means in case of emergency, I'm a real burden on the system. You know, like I'm just in the way. <laughs> I'm just a meat bag between danger and the person that can fix it. You know what I mean? Like I'm yeah. just, I'm just a real oxygen sucker in that situation. I'm useless. You know what I'm saying? Not important. Still staring. Yeah. So what do you do, Dan? <laughs> well, I'm marginally employed. <laughs> I don't even know why that's why I opened. You panicked. Yeah, it was. It's one of those things where it's like, maybe I should think about what I would answer. Because what else? Is, it's like a professional barbecue on Memorial Day. What else are people going to ask? But my absolute favorite was like, well, I'm out of here. <laughs> and then I'm like, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> well, we do this. We do do this. Do you know, Dan, this is not related, but 
I feel a need to tell you. Sure. My friend Julie was over this weekend and she hurt her shoulder. She got a pinched nerve. Okay. I told you I hurt my legs. Yeah. I got tendinitis in my hip. Oof. I just like from walking or t- like twisting or yeah. walking the dog or something. And it really fucking hurt. It was just like, ah, shit, I got this thing. Like I twisted something. Julie got the name of this guy from people. That's how you do things in New York. You got to get the name of a guy. I mean, that's kind of how you do things anywhere. Yeah, just, but this FYI. is the city then. You got to yeah. get a guy. Yeah, I get and they're it. like, this guy in Chinatown it. is the real fucking deal. Yeah. You want your shit fixed, you go to this guy. Okay. We went to a nondescript address in Chinatown. Yeah. Up some stairs. And sure enough, office, you just, chairs are all full. They're like, just sit down and order. He just takes you an order. You just sit. He ta- he, there was a double room, Julie and I on one, Julie in one bed, I'm in the other. He goes, what's wrong? And then we both pointed and he was like, poke, poke, poke. Okay, you lay down to me. Where is it? And I was like, he's like, yeah, poke here, here, here. Yes, I know. I fix. Dead. Yeah. First, he puts the needles in because the acupuncture. Fine, okay. no problem. Super easy. Best needles I've ever, didn't even feel going. Yeah. Like, great. Then he comes back then with a thing. Oh, okay. Like a pointy shoehorn. Oh, okay. He proceeds... Julie's shoulder and my hips. I heard Julie, because she went first, so I got to see what was happening. And I hear her going, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> then he comes to me, Dan. <coughs> and Dan, this man proceeds to reposition all the nerves and muscles in my hips. <laughs> At one point, he took that thing and he was like, okay, we'll hurt, no pain, no gain. One, two, three, four, five. It was like I was being stabbed, stabbed, stabbed in the hip, stabbed. It wasn't like a muscle. It was like stabbing. Yeah. Then the cups. Then back with the massaging. Then the more cups. Oof. But he kept saying things like, no pain, no gain. Your problem, not mine. (laughs) And God loves us all. Okay. Not your your problem, not my problem. Ha ha. One, two, three, four, five. No pain, no gain. <laughs> <laughs> then you gave him $65 in cash and left. Okay. He fixed my hip. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it, I, was, uh... it was crazy, but that's the kind of thing I like to do, Dan. I love a nondescript office in New York that's cash only yeah. more than I love just about anything. <laughs> Years and years and years ago, I think I've talked about this place before. My friends and I used to go to a seedy Korean schwitz. Mm-hmm. And this is the place I definitely have talked about this where they where somebody died in the sauna while we were there <laughs> and they had to wheel them out. The cops came in fully dressed. We're just in the hot pool like, what's going on? I wonder. <laughs> then they wheel a, a, a stretcher in and they wheel a body out. We're like, oh, maybe we should go. But anyway, they had this very big room with easy chairs. And there was always some kind of sports playing on a big screen TV, which was odd. But it was very relaxing otherwise if you didn't stare at the big screen TV. And off of that was the massage area. And one time a friend of mine was like, I'm going to get the massage. And so we are just sitting there chilling in, in like towels in these beautiful lazy boys just chilling. And then it literally was just the sound in the other room of my friend being beaten alive. Like Excellent. Just, just whap, ow, whap, mm. oh, just mm. for 20 minutes. And Love by it. the time he came out, I have to admit, Maureen, we were just crying, <laughs> laughing. Like our whole bodies ached from laughing so hard at hearing our friend being beaten by the masseuse. I have very tight muscles, Dan. Always have. Yeah. I have some thing. My rheumatologist here. Muscles, unusually tight. My ideal massage, I lay down on the floor. They say, we'll be back in a minute. And then I hear a little engine start. Yeah. And then a little tiny Zamboni comes out. And they just <laughs> run me over. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what I need. But, Dan, I think we've really nailed it tone-wise this week because... Oh, wait, and there's a recommendation I need to give everybody very quick. If you have HBO, I'm not calling it Max. It's HBO. Fuck it. Okay. They have a new series called The White House Plumbers. Oh, okay. With Woody Harrelson and Justin Trudeau. No, that's 
the that's president. The, that's the prime, prime minister, minister of Canada. Canada. I like that pairing. He's the the doe. They or, should do a, a natural born killers reboot with those I'd, two. Listen, that movie. I would up, watch the shit out of that. That movie really upset me. I don't like. I had major issues with that movie. Yes. It kind of traumatized me. So. But imagine if it was with the Prime Minister of Canada. I don't want to. Okay. This series is great. Okay. It's so good. It it follows the plot of E. Howard Hunt and G. Gordon Liddy. Yeah. Who is the OG absolute fuckboy. Of okay. of insane political yes people like definitely that guy was the precursor to all of the clowns we deal with now. Yes. It is hard to overstate how crazy G. Gordon Liddy was. Yeah, and this series literally puts together the plot of how the plumbers came together and how the Watergate break in kind of goes down. Yeah, but it's told it's so funny how they do it. Yeah. And then it veers into tragedy and it walks the line all the time. Wow. And it's one of those things that also the heightened reality of the of the weirdness of the performances. Yeah. Gives you more truth about the actual situation. Yeah. They're actually they're really kind of getting at the heart of how stupid it all was. Is does Woody Harrelson play G. Gordon Liddy? He plays Hunt. Oh, okay. okay. He's great. And yeah, the guy, yeah, Justin, yeah. whoever, who plays G. Gordon Lee is outstanding. He's so good. It is one of the funniest performances I have ever seen. It is so good. Wow. But it gets into all of the weird. People tend to focus from a certain point onwards. This kind of goes back to some okay. of the weird, idiotic. It really gets into the heart of these aren't bright guys and things got out of hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's about how it's stupid. Yeah. And it's a stupid plan. But it was like these people that you would think would be more serious are just very stupid. Yeah. And it's great. Well, if we are recommending great things, I will recommend Mrs. Davis. Have you seen this? No. It is on one of the lesser known streaming channels, I believe the Peacock channel. Is it about a nun or something? It is... Ostensibly about a nun or something. It is written. One of the members of the writing staff is your friend of mine, Johnny Sun. Oh, and it is fucking bonkers and amazing. The less you know about it, the better. It is sort of sci-fi, very surreal, extremely bizarre, and. Thoroughly entertaining. And I have watched a few episodes at this point. And I would love to write on that show. Like, wow, okay. It is so perfectly everything. And then, Maureen, if I did, I could go to a barbecue and people would be like, what do you do? And I'd be like, well, I write TV. <laughs> and they would be like, well, that's cool. And they wouldn't look at me like I'm fucking nuts. But it is absolutely bizarre and fucking bonkers and incredible. How many? It is well how, worth seeking out. How many websites did you make this week, Dan? This week, three, four, somewhere around there. Okay. Yeah. One of which is a chicken restaurant called Professor Chicken Crunch. With a whole logo that is amazing. Well, Dan. You can go to chickencrunch.com. With a K, not a CK. We're not the only people doing things on the internet. It's true. <laughs> it's true. The theme this week is incompetence. <laughs> hey. No. I mean of the news. I think you and I are extremely competent. Yes, we are. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to stick up for us. That's right. It's not like our competence is needed for the world to function, but we are, in fact, competent. We could get it. What do you need done? Yeah. Yeah. We can do it. Probably. Maybe. Listen, you can actually build the stuff, but if here's the thing. You have an emergency. You're the MacGyver. Mm-hmm. Like you will actually be like, what we actually need is a, is a battering ram or a system of pulleys that will deliver the food to us. Yeah. 
me, I'll just pick up a hammer and be like, you need that thing gone? I'll take care of it. And then I just kind of walk out. <laughs> I'm like, you leave it to me. I will get I it done. Know, though, in any given role-playing game, mm-hmm. there is a place for a bard. There is like that is a traditional that is a traditional character in any role-playing game. I don't think that's what game. we are. I think that's what you are. No. I think for me, there is not a traditional role-playing game where it's like, I don't know, a Jagoff that can do a lot of stuff. <laughs> Wait, what are like the traditional? It's like, uh, a, there's always like what, a, a mage. Fighter, a wizard, a mage. Yeah, Isn't a, a mage the same thing as a wizard? No. Oh, oh, Maureen. <laughs> Isn't that what it is? You got a mage, you got warlocks, you've got wizards. What are the little creatures that build things? Aren't they dwarves? Yeah. That's probably you. Okay. Got a I'm little hammer. Little, though. Anyway, Wait. Maureen Johnson. Let's get to incompetence. Because last week, we talked quite a bit about Ron DeSantis and his expected announcement that he was running for president. Dun, da, da. And in typical says who fashion... Almost the minute we stopped recording, it was announced that the next day, Ron DeSantis would, in fact, announce that he was entering the 2024 presidential race. And he was going to do it in a Twitter space. Their weird audio product hosted by Elon Musk and his super weirdo friend, David Sachs. And Maureen, it felt like the confluence of A series of says who specific storylines all coming together just for us. That's so nice. And yet, just on the surface, it felt very says whovian, but it was, in fact, the most says whovian it possibly could be because it wasn't even just a small shit show, Maureen. It was a very, very, very large shit show. I'm excited. That left both DeSantis and Elon Musk looking like the idiots they truly are. Tell us all about it. Well, I am curious because you are on Twitter a little bit more than I am now. Right. Were you on when this unfolded? No, because I was, I don't know what I was doing, but I was sort of off more last week because I had, I had Julie staying here and I was, I, I just was. Looks like I went somewhere. Yeah, I was like I was just taking care of business. Yeah, so I missed it. Yeah. So, so first of all, Twitter Spaces is a very kind of underutilized aspect of Twitter. It was a very nice Twitter Space that you joined on the night that Twitter should have died and didn't die, right? Back in the fall, but that was largely, great. largely, it seems like a space that's used by crypto scammers and and things like that. Um, they they launched it originally because there was a short-lived, hot, audio-only social network called Clubhouse that has since pretty much died. Uh, and it has sort of lived as this odd vestigial limb of, uh, of Twitter. But Elon Musk seems to like it a little bit, though we'll get into how he has staffed it soon. But uh, And so he has used it a few different times. So anyway, Elon Musk starts a Twitter space approximately at the time that he said it would happen. And it was mostly silent. DeSantis could not log on for a very long time, nor could David Sachs, who was the co-host and who we will talk a little bit more about in a second. The Verge puts it really nicely, quote, the accounts of DeSantis and Sachs popped in and out of the initial room, muting and unmuting themselves before leaving entirely. Sachs finally got into the space for longer than a second, He was ostensibly the host or or was supposed to be doing kind of the interview with DeSantis. He unmutes and then the space is just filled with feedback for a while (laughs) till he finally remutes again. The Twitter app kept crashing on people using it, but also on Musk and everyone else. So they kept having to just relaunch and relaunch and relaunch. Uh, And of course, if you're relaunching, you're reconnecting, which is only making the whole thing kind of get worse and worse and worse. The only person who was able to speak with any level of regularity was Elon Musk, 
who also didn't know that his audio was on at the time. So you could just he people could overhear him muttering and trying to kind of sort out what was happening in real time. According to The Guardian, quote, the glitches piled on for an excruciating 20 minutes. David Sachs, the Republican donor and friend of Elon Musk, moderating the audio event, got a few sentences in before the stream collapsed. He introduced Musk and praised DeSantis for keeping Florida open during COVID. And then the feed cut again and again and again. Uh, At the time, there was somewhere around 500,000 people trying to listen, uh, but they could not keep the space up. Eventually, they closed it entirely. And at that point, David Sachs started a second space (laughs) to host it. Which is anyone that has ever done anything on the internet can tell you if you have publicized a link for a very long time, suddenly changing the location of that link is nearly impossible. So at the height of that of the original Twitter space, there were somewhere around a half million people trying to get into it. Uh, when David Sachs relaunched it, there were about four, 40,000 people that had joined and it only ever crept up to around 100,000. So to put those numbers, this is for a president, major presidential candidate's announcement. To put it in context, Trump's failed rally in Tulsa, Oklahoma in 2022, his first major, uh, or sorry, in 2020, his first major uh, uh, rally of that campaign got over 7 million views on Fox News. BuzzFeed once had over 800,000 people watch them put rubber bands on a watermelon (laughs) on Facebook Live back in 2016 when all of this technology was much, 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 much more ancient. And AOC had about 400,000 people watching her play Among Us on Twitch back in 2020. None of these collapsed under the weight of the followers. So Sax starts a second stream. Hardly anyone is in there. He is kind of... They they had sorted a, a reason why the other one was not working. He says that the problem was, in fact, Elon Musk. <laughs> Quote, I think it crashed because when you multiply a half million people in a room by an account with over 100 million followers, which is Elon's account, I think that creates just a scalability level that was unprecedented. But with my meager followership, it seems to be working much better. At this point, it's worth noting that the New York Times and then the platformer newsletter has since confirmed as well. Part of the problem was they never stress tested their servers ahead of this. (sighs) But it finally did work. It was about 30 minutes into the whole thing. Eventually, DeSantis, though there were still glitches and muting errors, even in this one, DeSantis was able to get the announcement out. He was running for president. He then went on Fox News basically did the whole thing all over again where people could actually see him and hear him. Dan. Yes, Maureen. You know what? Just keep talking. I I just keep. (laughs) So what really happened seems there are a few different things to kind of keep in mind. One. Elon Musk is actively trying to turn Twitter into his own reversion of a right-wing fever swamp, right? He sees an opening very specifically on a business level. He sees an opening for basically becoming Fox News for angry millennials, right? This was sort of a, a an attempt to uh, put a beachhead in that, like, to, 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 to get that started. Remember, Tucker Carlson is mm. theoretically relaunching his show on Twitter. Is he? Yeah. He he made that announcement on Twitter. Who knows now if, if he really will. But the idea is that he is going to do a, a Twitter video thing. Ben Shapiro's Daily Wire has also announced plans that they're going to be streaming their entire slate of shows on Twitter as well. So this is sort of, this is Musk's dream. Now you couple that with David Sachs. David Sachs is another creepy PayPal person PayPal being the startup that seems to have basically been entirely run by very weird right-wing assholes that have gone on to become even weirder and even more right-wing. Elon Musk is a former PayPal person. Peter Thiel, former PayPal person, right? So David Sachs very specifically wants to fashion himself after Peter Thiel. He wants to become a conservative political power player, right? 
and he sees an opportunity the same way Musk sort of sees a business opportunity. Sachs sees a political opportunity here because Thiel, uh, who lost big in 2020 when he backed Donald Trump again, and then he lost big in 2022 when his protege, Blake Masters, lost a Senate bid in Arizona. He has basically said he's stepping back from funding politics. Right. He's going to focus instead on fucking weird, creepy life longevity (laughs) stuff and the other kind of weird shit he does. Cool. And so Sachs really, really, really wants to become the next Peter Thiel. So he saw this as his kind of opportunity to really enter that kind of kingmaker role. All of this collides with the fact that Musk has laid off or forced out over 80 percent of Twitter staff at this point. Yeah, yeah. Sachs has been his right hand man during all of this. He has he moved into the offices when Twitter when when Musk moved into the office, he has sort of gasped, gassed him up repeatedly over making really terrible decisions. And he's one of the drivers on making some of those super short sighted decisions. that he has. So these two are sort of peas in a pod in cutting Twitter down to almost nothing. Right. So while, yes, Sachs' explanation that the problem was the scale of Elon Musk's follower count. That seems to possibly be true. It's the bigger problem is that if you've gutted a company down to bone, doing something big and simultaneous is really, really, really hard. Uh, Tech reporter Casey Newton, who has some of the best insider knowledge in the biz in his newsletter called The Platformer, wrote, Quote, perhaps the most important thing to know about Space's technical problems. Over the past several months, Musk's cut the Space's team, which once numbered as many as 100 employees, down to roughly three people. (laughs) So, Maureen, you are launching the 2024 presidential campaign. Yeah. Of the second... Biggest candidate right. in, in the Republican field. At one point earlier this year, before he decided to kind of start a battle against the Disney company, he was the leading contender in that field. And you decide that you are going to launch that on a part of your platform that has three people working on it. There would be more people working on my dad's birthday party than that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, according to Newton, he quotes uh, a a employee on the uh, tech, the, the anonymous or pseudo-anonymous uh, tech forum Blind, saying, quote, practically no one that remained on the, on the Spaces team knows the current architecture in depth. Uh, Newton also points out that in November, a senior engineering manager on the Spaces team posted a message on LinkedIn saying that the whole team was available for hire. And at least some members of that team were discussing a possible acquisition of the whole team by the Automatic, the company, the nonprofit that owns uh, WordPress and Tumblr and things like that, though it is not clear if that ever happened. According to Newton, inside the largest Slack and Discord channels of former Twitter employees, the mood after DeSantis's botched announcement was nothing short of jubilant. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, actual Twitter employees on Blind worried that Wednesday's failure might lead the Spaces team to shrink even further. Even further, Maureen, from three. Yeah. Quote, Musk will blame one or more of us and fire us, one said. That's his M.O. Hmm. And in fact, the very next day, at least one senior Twitter engineer left the company, said that they quit. It is not immediately clear, though, if they were involved in Spaces. Right. But it sure does seem like coincidental timing. I've described being on Twitter right now as the final scenes of the show, the police show where in the end the universe falls apart. Yeah. And like you're in the room, but the, like the walls are falling off and there's just time and space beyond them. Yeah. It's just, you feel like things are colla- like scaffolding is collapsing and you look down and you see that just stars that yeah. you're standing on a platform floating in space it's just random chaos. I'm not really seeing people anymore that I like, I'm looking at it right now and it's, I, I'm not, you know, I see people kind of randomly. Yeah. 
Um, I'm not really ever sure who is kind of responding because he's destroyed the as dumb as blue checks were. They did tell you that somebody was somebody. Yeah, sure. Definitely. It's so heavy with ads and nonsense that it's just my feed is just crammed with random nonsense all the yeah. time. Um, yeah, it's just useless. And that they would choose this as a platform tells us so much about just the weirdness that is DeSantis, that he's chosen, again, this Don Quixote leg battle against Disney. Yeah. He's going to announce on Twitter. Yeah. You know, it's it's hard to imagine what kind of other failing franchise he'd like to really <laughs> sta- you know, hitch his wagon to at this point. What else is going down, Dan? What else right now is really... If only he had timed it just a few weeks earlier, he could have done his announcement at a Bed Bath & Beyond. Yeah, this is what I mean. Like, he could have really just... We aren't We aren't at Four Seasons Total Landscaping again, because. but I feel like we're going to get those kind of moments. Yeah. I, I also want to repeat to you again, Dan, what the rest of our summer and fall... The summer's just warming up, mm-hmm. but in, we are starting... We are about to go into a season... Where we are going to watch these two titans <laughs> fight it out. Yeah. Four seasons total landscaping versus announcement on Twitter is going to fight in the street, Diane. Mm. And we have we have Joe Biden. <laughs> Marianne Williamson is also running as a Democrat. And uh and and who? A potato with googly eyes on yeah. it? I don't fucking know. Yeah. What does it even matter? It doesn't matter. It really doesn't. Local politics is where it's at. Um school boards. Yep. Local organizing. Um ground up. Ground oh ground up. Yeah, everything's all ground up. I was like, you mean from the bottom up? I thought you meant everything's in a grinder. Sort of like a pepper slaw, Dan. Yeah, I like it, like a pepper slaw. Listen, Dan, I want to tell you about these fried oysters. I, I, okay, I would love to hear that. They were, because they were batch done, so giant, giant. Is there, are there oysters close by in the Philadelphia region? Well, we live near New Jersey, you know, so, like, we used to get a lot of our, I think that's probably where a lot of things were coming from, but these were probably pre-frozen heavily breaded you know done in the deep fryer i could pound a million of those down oh when i yeah when i ate seafood a goddamn oyster po' boy oh yeah oh hell yeah yeah. i don't have that anymore but it's okay um we when we were in seattle last year we got a large array of fried fish from over by the uh pike's place market and oh one of it was a box of fried oysters and Mm. oh god it was delicious when i was a kid my father lived in texas for two years on an engineering project and he would come home like every three weeks okay but right before he'd come home he would drive down to this place on the gulf the shack that sold fresh seafood oh wow like Jumbo shrimp that were like at the size of chicken legs. Yeah. He would fill an entire giant cooler. Wow. Like a big one. Like I'm talking one of these big ones. Yeah. He would tape that up and check it in on the plane. Wow. And when he landed, we would take that cooler over to my grandmother's and everyone would come over and we would cook and they, she cooked it all. Oh man. It was usually all good. fried. And it was this feast of seafood and every because there was so much of it everybody would come over and we'd all be like gather around the table having this giant seafood feast that sounds amazing that was like a every three weeks thing oh man i loved an oyster i loved a shrimp i loved a scallop you know these were all i don't like a fresh oyster but boy i could eat a deep fried oyster right now i tried the fresh oysters Eh, they're not no they're just I, I Janice likes fresh oysters a lot. <laughs> they just never did it for me. Pan fried scallop. Oh yeah, it's a good time. But uh, I don't do that now. But I, I have fond memories. All right. I have real fond memories. Well, that's great. But man, yeah, ham and oyster supper. That that's they just <laughs> had it. I saw the billboard for it. 
That is. It's so Philly. Like, it's just a very, just ham and oysters and pepper slaw. You laugh, but if you sat down at that table, you'd be like, another plate, please. Trust me. Shit was tasty. Oh, I bet. I bet. I I'll, I like I said, I like all of those things. And now knowing what a pepper slaw is, I I will eat a coleslaw all day long. So just yeah. big, big, long community tables. The whole town's I there. Do it. Your 12 year old waitress, me just going, which one? And then refilling the you just get more pepper. Sounds I amazing. loved having a job. You know what I mean? Like I love yeah, it felt so totally. I loved it. I was like, I have a job here. This is my yeah. I'm an adult. Yep. And now you're a writer. I I loved a job as a kid. I started the Junior Historical Society. It was just something I invented. And I just yeah. started going to the historical society meetings, which were entirely staffed by 70 and 80-year-olds. And there I was, 11-year-olds with my pen, <laughs> having ideas. <laughs> I also, when I was 12, became an official tour guide for the William Penn House. Sure. I went through the training with okay. again all of the sixty and seven, like all the people that were tiring, and me <laughs> sitting there taking notes. <laughs> yes, I became a tour guide. <laughs> well, that's perfect. Says who? Dan, what do you do? Well, I'm originally <laughs> employed. <laughs> I said it really earnestly too, like nodding hard, like everyone would be like, "Oh, well, that's great." I mean, I guess maybe my thought was, well, they'll be glad to know that I have any employment at all, I guess. <laughs> I do think the capper is what you really get to the end of it and go is, and the great thing is, I'm not getting paid for it. But the thing <laughs> is, true. Dan, you're creating, everyone knows that Dan Sinker creates magic. I know. You're, you're the man behind the magic. <laughs> there you go. It takes a while before That's people know it's you. Says. Yeah, but it's like people had to find out you were Mayor Emanuel. You were sneaking around before people found out. It's true. It's true. What also you can't see on this, but he's wearing a white T-shirt. What does it say? It says, let this radicalize okay. you. Yeah, your beard was covering it up, and it looked like it said lettuce radishes or something. <laughs> lettuce radishes. So he's got the white T-shirt, the white beard, the white glasses. Yeah. When he started giving that speech, his face was like a strawberry color. Yeah. Like all the blood went to his head. He was like, "Woo!" you know, and it was it was magical. And that's what I want to imagine is that you're standing there getting redder and redder. I basically was. It's magic. Pulling out my phone, scrolling through things. Yeah, it was it was something. What's the name of the chicken shop? Professor Chicken Crunch. Have you seen? Uh, let me show you the logo for Professor Chicken Crunch, Maureen. Hold on. Hold on! <laughs> yeah, there it is. Look at that. Oh, well, that is good. I know. Look at that. I mean, that's really good. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know it is. <laughs> says who? I almost said Professor Chicken Crunch. Says who? Is made possible by, by you. The, these two idiots. Through your support of our Patreon at Patreon. Please help us. Please help us. Please says who? Listen, I have I have a plea to make. Hmm? We're pretty content with our community. I feel like we know who everybody is here. Yeah. If you want to introduce us to a couple people. Sure. You want to say listen. What better episode to get to know us than this one? <laughs> Just tell them that. They'll be joining a community of people. There you go. And this isn't, we started off being people that were trying to break down the events and make sense of them. Mm -hmm. We we abandoned that a long time ago. <clears throat> and we've, but I think that we have picked up on, we are now in a flow state. <laughs> and what we are is the flow state of what it's like <laughs> to have lived through all of these things. It's true. And where you end up mentally. It is true. So all of this show is, it's a podcast that's about real-time processing of the present day. It's true. And various strategies <laughs> and ideas that we've come up with. Strategies in quotes. Listen, Dan. Look, you don't end up talking to fake Paul Stanley just by accident, okay? You don't end up with talking, texting Rudy Giuliani and <clears throat> making 200 fake videos. It's true. Trying to explain mystery novels to your gynecologist. Dad, you don't just <laughs> end up doing that. You don't? No. 
It's a plan. It's it's a, it's like falling down a hill strategically. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, whatever it is, it's been made possible by you through your support of our Thank Patreon you. at patreon.com slash says who our theme music is performed by Ted Leo. Our logo was designed by Darth. You can join us at says who podcast on Twitter. You can also find us on Mastodon at says who at omfg.town. You can email at Hey, that's H E Y. It says who podcast.com. There's a whole discussion happening on Facebook at slash group slash says whovians. Our Facebook group is moderated by Janice Dillard. If you want to join the fan run discord server, you can go to tinyurl.com slash says who discord whatever you do spread the word subscribe leave stars and reviews on apple Podcasts, spotify or wherever it is that you listen and you can join us next wednesday june 7th for our very next episode from my basement in chicago i am dan sinker and what are you doing in that basement dan well more you know, i'm making an entire town <laughs> i'm fine i'm maureen johnson and i got all these notebooks to prove it this we're, has been... We're doing great. Says who? We're fine. I, we're fine. Dan, here's the thing. By 2023 standards, we are fucking nailing it. <laughs> it's true. This is doing a good job. Isn't it? Mm, or am sure. I just telling myself that? I mean, I think it's probably that, but I tell myself that as well. 